Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask refuse to stay at home we will not comply with fauci we will not comply with joe biden and we will not comply with authoritarian governors i am not going to comply this ends now And live to Patreon Control America. You're listening to Broadcasting Live and Live to Patreon Control America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
And welcome back, fuckers, to another episode of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am V Lynn, and Mick is running late. Yes. Um, actually, he uh, had to bring our teenager to meet a girl's parents because our teenager has a big dance this weekend. And um, yeah, uh, his coach hooked him up with a girl from the all girls Catholic school in town, the uh, sister school to his all boys military Catholic school. So anyway, uh, it's a blind date. And in order for him to bring this girl, he has to meet her parents. So he's going over there for dinner. So Nick brought him there and he's on his way home. So uh, yeah. And then I'll get to go pick him up this evening. So we'll see how that goes. It's very funny. Uh, I had to bring up the chat and pilled babes. So um, you're just going to have to do that when you get home because uh, it's it's just going to it's going to have to do anyway. Um, so uh, I I'm going to start out tonight with a clip from Archbishop Carlo Vigano, Carlo Maria Vigano. So in case you're not familiar with Carlo Vigano, Archbishop Carlo Vigano, he was actually the apostolic apostolic. Uh, nuncio to the United States from 2011 until 2016. Before that, he was the secretary general to the government of the Vatican City State. But he is best known for exposing huge scandals. First, the, um, let's see, the 2012 financial corruption in the Vatican, and then the 2018, uh, the covering up sexual abuse in the Vatican. So he's, he's not one to hold his tongue when he sees things wrong. Um, so Archbishop Viglano is quite the badass and I have to share the screen here because I don't have Mick here to do, you know, the stuff that he normally does. I have full control of the button right now. It's kind of amazing. Anyway, uh, so we're going to start out. I'm not going to play the whole thing yet. I'm going to split it, actually. Uh, we're going to play the first part where he tells everyone what's going on. And uh, then he actually he brings a solution to the table. Um, but we're going to let him lay out the problems first. Dear friends, for two years now, we have been witnessing a global coup d'etat in which a financial and ideological elite has succeeded in seizing control of part of the national government, public and private institutions, the media, the judiciary, 
politicians and religious leaders. All of these, without distinction, have become enslaved through these new masters who ensure power, money and social affirmation to their accomplices. Fundamental rights, which up until yesterday were presented as inviolable, have been trampled underfoot in the name of an emergency, today a health emergency, tomorrow an ecological emergency, and after that an internet emergency. This global coup d'etat deprives citizens of any possibility of defense since the legislative, executive, and judicial powers are complicit in the violation of law, justice, and the purpose for which they exist. It is a global coup d'etat because this criminal attack against citizens extends to the whole world with every very rare exception. It is a world war where the enemies are all of us, even those who unwittingly have not yet understood the significance of what is happening. It is a war fought not with weapons, but with illegitimate rules, wicked economic policies, and in with every limitation, very rare rights. exception. Supranationalizations, where the enemies are all of us, even those who even those who unwittingly have not yet understood conditions but with illegitimate rules, wicked economic policies, opinions of any will ever imitation very rare exception. So in order where the enemies are all of us, even those who even those who unwittingly have not yet understood conditions, but with illegitimate rules. Wicked economic policies and it will ever imitate very A universal republic enslaves agents in order where the enemies are all of us of humanity, even those faith in Christ. In the face of this global coup d'etat, it is necessary to form an international anti-globalist alliance which gathers all those who want to oppose the dictatorship, who have no intention of becoming slaves to a faceless power, who are not willing to cancel their own identity, their own individuality, their own religious faith. If the attack is global, the defense must also be global. I call upon rulers, politicians and religious leaders, 
intellectuals and all people of goodwill, inviting them to unite in an alliance that launches an anti-globalist manifesto, refuting point by point the errors and deviation of this, this dystopia of the new world order and proposing concrete alternatives for a political program inspired by the common good, the moral principles of Christianity, traditional values, the protection of life and the natural, fam natural family, the protection of business and work, the promotion of education and research, and respect for creation. So that is how he laid out what we're in right now. And that is the start of his specific uh, solution, unity, to bring us all together. I don't know how that's going to work. It honestly sounds a little, um, the anti-globalist is just another globalist organization. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but if he can get it to work, then more power to him. But he did say something specifically in there about supporting life. And um, if you guys don't know, they are uh, trying to pass abortion globally. Now, through the WHO, they're saying abortion is a, a right, which is interesting because in Europe, mostly abortion stops at 12, 13, maybe 15 weeks. There is no late-term abortion in Europe like there is here. Um, but our politicians are, are putting it on the ballot, specifically Fetterman. How is that possible? Uh, how is anything possible these days, CLB? The EU is is talking about it. Um, the, the WHO is pushing it to the EU. Uh, it's just rumors and mumblings right now, but there's definitely chatter on on the ground about them making abortion a, uh, a guaranteed human reproductive right, I believe is what they called it. So yes. So Fetter Woman in particular, I love it, Fetter Woman. Uh, if you guys didn't see the meme of Fetterman, it's like Fetterman and then Fetterman takes his shirt off and he's got this huge pair of tits. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Fetter Woman. There is no lag right now, Sparky doing pretty well, actually. So um, I think I fixed it yesterday because uh, Mick pointed out that I had a whole bunch of shit saved in StreamYard itself that I had to get rid of. So I dumped all that and it's it's doing much better today. But uh, let's, let's take a look at Fetterman's rally. He actually had a rally and it was, uh, there was, there was a few people there, just a few, not too bad. Um, you know, kind of a small space, but not, not bad at all. But, but let's hear what Fetterman had to say. Can I ask you a favor? Can we hear this? Can we hear this loud enough so you know who can see that in New Jersey? You know, uh, can I, before Dr. Oz came in, who ever heard the word putocrase ever in their life? You know, the, the issues now that's left, the only issue is a lingering issue of auditory processing. 
How many of you have two gigantic 10 mansions? Who believes Senator Casey? If I, if I would be so lucky to serve with Senator Casey, no one takes, no one takes a clown serious, but give a clown a vote and then that's serious. Because again, abortion is on the ballot. Dr. Oz can't even answer the question. What do you say about abortion? He won't give the answer. Send me. Send me to DC. So that was Fetterman's rally in a minute and a half. Pretty much the entire thing. Quite funny there. Um, so just just get a look at that crowd size. Just real quick before I flip off. Take take a look at that crowd size there. Okay. Cause because we're gonna go to the next clip. So while that was going on in Pennsylvania, this was also going on in Pennsylvania. This was the start to the March for Life rally. There's a lot more people there than there are at the Fetterman rally, aren't there? Huh. Hmm. I, I don't I don't know how that's uh that's gonna work out for, for Fetterman there. I don't think all those people are gonna vote for him. Oh, I don't feel sorry for him. That that thing on his neck is very disturbing. Not to make fun of the man, but CGI, the CGI crowd for Fetterman or for the March for Life? Maybe for Fetterman, but uh, this crowd is not CGI. This is Mastriano, but this is very, very disturbing because, okay, if you guys have never been to a Clay Clark rally, which, you know, we're not big fans, but the first time we went to a Clay Clark rally, um, you know, they have a lot of preachers there and everyone's, you know, raising their hands up to God, to Jesus. Okay. And being Catholic ish for me and very Catholic for Meg, we're, we're not into the, the big, you know, raising your hands up, but we understand what it means. All right. Apparently the liberals don't. Because they are claiming that that is a Nazi symbol, signal. And we'll do that by putting our right hand in the air on the count of three. If you're willing to do this, can you say what they said at Gettysburg? When you see us lined up as one, sweep down the hill to victory. On the count of three, we'll bring our hand down as one. Father, I pray that indeed Pennsylvania will be like Little Round Top. And America will have a new birth of liberty. As one on the count of three. One, two, three. That's one! Again, and we'll do they that are by literally right praying. The Listen. On the count of three. Put your hand if in the air. You're willing to do it. Can you say what they said at Gettysburg? When you see us lined up as one, sweep down the hill to victory. On the count of three, we'll bring our hand down as one. Father, I pray. Father, I pray. Indeed, Pennsylvania will be. Father, I pray. 
Okay. That is not in any way, shape or form a Nazi signal. And yet that's how the left is describing it. Yeah. The liberals don't know because they don't go to church. Yeah. Right. What a bunch of Nazis, but it's all projection They're They are the Nazis. Um, good old Bitler, Bitlin, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of good old Bitlin did a 60 minutes interview and it was heavily edited and we caught portions of it last night as we were eating dinner, um, after our four hour marathon, but, uh, we're going to watch the whole thing here and, and I'm not going to make you watch the whole thing all at once. We're going to break it up because there's a lot of stuff in here that we really, we really need to go over. So, um, I apologize in advance for subjecting you to not 60 minutes of Biden. The entire interview was actually 25 minutes, but uh, he, here we go. 60 minutes, 25 minute interview with Biden. Summer was going so well for the president, the White House threw a party last week with a concert by James Taylor. Mr. Biden's streak began in June when he signed a bipartisan gun safety law. Then in August, over Republican objections, he signed the largest investment ever on climate change, a minimum tax on corporations, a law to lower prescription drug prices, and student loan forgiveness. But Tuesday, as James Taylor sang Fire and Rain, it seemed like both descended on the president's party. The Dow plummeted nearly 1,300 points after a dismal inflation report. At the White House on Thursday, we spoke to President Biden about the economy, Ukraine, those top secret documents in Donald Trump's home, and whether Mr. Biden will run again. The president made news and will ignite a few controversies. The story will continue in a moment. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just uh, 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 just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not, you're, maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. It's, it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I oh, my God. Literally three months ago, it was. Oh, my God. It went to 8.3%. Holy wow. Not that. But guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months, it hasn't spiked. It has just barely, it's been basically even. And in the meantime... We created all these jobs and, and prices have, have gone up, but they've come down for energy. The fact is that we've created 10 million new jobs We're in a, since we came to office. We're in a situation where we, the unemployment rate is about 3.7%, one of the lowest in history. We're in a situation where manufacturing is coming back to the United States in a big way. And look down the road. We have massive investments being made in computer chips and and employment. So I look, this is a process. This is a process. Is the economy going to get worse before it gets better? No, 
I don't think so. We hope we can have what they say, a soft landing, a transition to a place where we don't lose the gains that I ran to make in the first place for middle-class folks being able to generate good-paying jobs and expansion, and at the same time, uh, make sure that we, uh, uh, we are able to continue to grow. And you would tell the American people that inflation is going to continue to decline? No, I'm telling the American people that we're going to get control of inflation. He's so full of shit. He is not, they, they have no control of inflation. It is so out of hand right now. It's not getting better folks. And literally as we're sitting here, I just got notice that three of the rail unions rejected the tentative rail deal. So that's coming down the pike as well. Um, yeah, we'll keep going. And their prescription drug prices are going to be a hell of a lot lower. Their healthcare costs are going to be a lot lower. Their basic costs for everybody. Their energy prices are going to be lower. They're going to be in a situation where they begin to gain control again. I'm more optimistic than I've been in a long time. Sir, with the Federal Reserve rapidly raising interest rates, what can you do to prevent a recession? Continue to grow the economy. And we're growing the economy. It's growing in, in a way that it hasn't in years and years. It's not growing. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so full of shit. How so? We're growing entire new industries. We're 695, I think it is, or 85,000 new manufacturing jobs just since I've become president of the United States. No. Continue to grow the economy and to continue to give hardworking people a break in terms of we pay the highest drug prices in the world of any. Okay, we do. We did pay the highest drug prices in the world. And this drives me nuts because they have been touting this win on prescription drug prices because the general American public has no memory. But I know you guys remember when Trump negotiated with the prescription drug companies to bring our costs down to cap insulin at thirty five dollars. And then the first thing that Biden did when he came into office was sign that executive order and get rid of it so that he could then turn around and use the same negotiating deal, literally the same deal that Trump had put into place and take credit for it. Industrialized nation, making sure that Medicare can negotiate down those prices. By the way, we've also reduced the debt. Reduced the deficit by $350 billion my first year. This year, it's going to be over a trillion five hundred. Okay, the debt has not been reduced. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Billion dollars reduced the debt. So to continue to put people in a position to be able to make a decent living and grow and grow and increase their capacity to grow. To see what he means, we went with Mr. Biden to the Detroit Auto Show last Wednesday. He celebrated his new funding of a network of charging stations for electric vehicles. But the newly crowded convention center brought a different question to mind. Mr. President, first Detroit Auto Show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. 
And so I think it's changing. And I think this is a perfect example of it. You hear that all? The pandemic is over. That means no more student loan debt relief. Because that's based on the fact that we're still under an emergency for COVID for the pandemic. So if the pandemic is over, no more student debt debt relief. Yes, he called him Mr. Biden the entire time, Lindsay. Good catch. I caught that as well. Um, When he spoke directly to Biden, he, he said Mr. President. But when he spoke about him, he always called him Mr. Biden, not President Biden. Yeah, I caught that too. Um, so yeah, the, the pandemic is over. What do you know? The car show was a reminder that gasoline prices hit a historic high last June, in part because Russia cut fuel supplies in its war on Ukraine. Oh, for fuck's sake. Mr. President, the price of gasoline is down about 26% from the $5 high. What can you do to keep that price down while Vladimir Putin... Okay, the price is down 26% from the the super high. It's still a dollar more than it was, a dollar plus more than it was when Biden took office. Just saying. Is throttling energy well, there's, supplies. There's a couple of things we've done. For example, remember I got some criticism for releasing a million barrels of oil a day and from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And then along came the industry saying they'd produce another million barrels a day by the spring. So I think we're in relatively good shape. Vladimir Putin no, is going to try to break your will on Ukraine and use energy prices to do it. Sure he is. But, you know, we, the United States, are in much better shape than than anyone else is and relative to Russia, particularly. That's not true at all, because he keeps canceling oil drilling. Yet another one canceled uh, last week. So it's pretty, pretty much constant. Um, Yeah, we are not in better shape. The Russian people. If you guys remember that that ad that we played not too long ago, their gas is the equivalent of $1.89. Their economy is booming. The ruble is doing fantastic. And uh, they have built their own economy away from the globalist New World Order agenda. Not sure how we are so much better than they are right now. But uh, he's been trying that for a while. He's not going to succeed. Anybody want to go to Washington, jump in. But at this very moment that Mr. Biden steered for the future, a 19th century form of transport threatened to wreck the economy. A deadline for a national rail strike was two days away. The White House brokered a deal Thursday after a 20-hour marathon of negotiations. One of the things that happens in negotiations, particularly if they've been elongated like these have, is people say and do things where they their pride gets engaged as well. Okay, y'all. I got to stop this for a moment because I am going to pull up this uh, this video that I just received. So give me a second here. And hopefully me pulling up Telegram to get to this video uh, doesn't completely fuck up the stream because Telegram eats up so much data, it's not even funny. All right. Here we go. 
Oh, this, this is going to be a rough one. All right. Remember what Biden just said about negotiating that deal. Hey everyone, welcome back to Poplar Preparedness. In this video, we are going to be going over multiple unions have now rejected the tentative deal. Um, that was uh, one of them is actually going out there and saying that there never was a deal. Um, and another has actually voted on the deal that they uh, tentatively agreed to and has struck it down and have voted to strike. Um, so no deal, folks. Um, I'm going to be going over some of that information of who and what and where and what unions stand where. And then I'm going to actually be going through uh, some of your comments that uh, some of you rail workers and people who know rail workers um, have said uh, that should shed more light on the situation of kind of where a lot of the rail workers uh, stand. Remember that if one union goes on strike, it is highly, highly unlikely that the other unions will cross those lines and go to work. So uh, one has already voted to strike. Uh, they can rescind that. They can come to an agreement. But as of September 29th, they are looking to strike. Um, the September 16th deadline was when they could start to go to strike. They could vote to strike, um, and they could have voted to strike and gone to strike immediately, but that isn't um, wh where things land because they're waiting for more of these unions to vote. All right, so folks, uh, early this morning, very early this morning, I posted a video, but then was able to find additional information that one of those unions had gone to strike. Um, so that's why I updated the title information and put down in the description down below the link to the article and an explanation of what was going on. I know some of you folks uh, saw the title and such like that, but they didn't find the content in the video itself. And uh, some of you got uh, kind of upset about that. Um, I'm trying to feed you the information as best I can. It takes about two hours for me to turn around from uh, beginning a video to actually having it posted. So there wasn't time to get that out in time. So that's what this video is about. Um, if I do put something in the title or something like that, you can always go to Google and check that out. Or you can go down in the description and see if I have posted are going to be coming from you guys. White House deal. Machinists and aerospace workers be coming from you guys. But here's the information that we have. There's 12 union, rail unions. And the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, you guys got to work on your names, or I am, or IAM, voted to reject the whole White House deal and strike. They are delayed till September 29th, and part of the reason for that is that they want to give other unions time to come to their conclusions and come to vote on that. Two other unions have voted to approve the uh, deal that has been brokered. Um, those are There were 10, wor 10 uh, unions that actually came to a deal a little bit earlier, and that's kind of where we are with those. The one that voted to, um, to strike... Uh, is 4,900 workers. Now, there are nine more unions that still need to vote in the next few weeks. That may or may not be um, completely accurate. It may be seven, uh, given this next piece of information I'm going to throw. It, two unions are now actually reporting to have never made an agreement. Um, they are 
they are said to have agreed, but but they're coming back and saying that they never made an agreement. So I don't know if that's just flat out lying on the behalf of um, railroad execs. Um, in these union negotiations, it's it's like this. There's lies. There's publicity wars. There's all sorts of stuff. One side goes out and says, "Oh, we have a deal," you know, um, and then tries to make the other side look bad for you know pulling out of the deal when they never actually agreed to anything, or at least they claim they never agreed to anything. So these two unions are the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trainmen and the International Association of Sheet Metal, Air, Rail, and Transportation Workers. They are now saying that they never agreed to a deal, that they don't have an agreement. So they can't even put that agreement before their people to vote for because it doesn't exist, apparently. Um one of them, the International Association of Sheet Metal, Air, Rail, Transportation Workers, said this in a publicity statement. It is abundantly clear from our negotiations over the past few days that the railroads show no intentions of reaching an agreement with our unions. Does that sound like a union that has made an agreement and is, is all hunky and dory? Or does that sound like a union that's saying we're not even close to a deal? They haven't even moved towards us. A uh, run rail, rail worker said this, it feels like the people that are making division, the decisions for us aren't even trying. Uh, I mean, one paid personal day is pathetic. I'm a single father with two weeks of vacation. I burn a week uh, in days with my kid being sick. So basically what he's saying and alluding to is the fact that this deal that has been brokered um, is exactly the same deal that came out over the summer and 80% refused it, as pointed out by Jonah Furman, who kind of covers uh, these uh, union negotiations and such. I'm not doing any predict predictions, but members were ready to reject the PEB by 80%. The only new thing here is some unpaid paid sick time. That was very much a compromise demand in the last days of this thing. If that's all the improvement, improvement there is on the PEB, I don't see it passing. So that's that's the word that we're hearing from people tracking these uh, things from the sidelines. Uh, he's not union and he Yeah, so that's pretty much He is not uh, uh That's pretty much what I told y'all last week. Um, that, that I thought might happen that, cause they put it real slow in that, in that story when they said that they got it approved that, uh, it was all going to be hunky dory, except that the union guys still had to vote on it. And yeah, I said, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not sure that they're all going to be about that. And apparently they're not, I hate being right, but you know, Joe hasn't gotten that memo yet. Just keep that date in mind, September 29th. That's when they're going to strike. Oh, and look who's here. September 29th is the new date. Oh, the dogs are not allowed in. Just Mick. Okay. Um, so uh, so let's go back to... No, they're, they're striking. CSX is already... CSX, that guy sucked. CSX is actually the rail yard that said, nope, we're striking. Well, wow. that's horrible because that is 4,900. Okay. okay. No one can hear you yet. Here. Good. 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 Hello, Mick. Howdy. You going to sit in my seat? No, I'm going to sit in my seat. <laughs> You're going to continue playing this retard. All right. Here's, here's some more Biden being an idiot.
It's awful hard to back off of some of these things. They both sat down, in my view, and they were in the office today saying, well, we finally figured out this is fair on both sides. And it took that time to focus. And, and the alternative was just not thinkable. What do you mean? If, in fact, they'd gone on strike, the supply chains in this country would have come to a screeching halt. We would have seen a real economic crisis. The other crisis on the president's desk, Ukraine, was also improving last week as Ukrainian forces recaptured about 3,000 square miles from the Russian invasion. Is Ukraine winning the war? Ukraine, through their the significant help we and our allies are giving them, and the incredible bravery and the incredible determination of the Ukrainian people are not losing a war and they're making gains in certain areas. Winning the war in Ukraine is to get Russia out of Ukraine completely and to recognize its sovereignty. They're defeating Russia. Russia's turning out not to be as competent and capable as many people thought they were going to be. But winning the war, the, the damage it's doing and the, and the citizens and the innocent people are being killed, it's awful hard to count that as winning. After the horror, you know they're showing these these horrors of the Ukraine war. I I heard I got I got a win for you, babe. Yeah. How you keep saying that the Ukraine war isn't real? Mm -hmm. I heard today that the Ukrainian refugees in Europe are going home to Ukraine on vacation. Hmm. Why would the refugees be going home to Ukraine on vacation if there's a war going on? Well, why would they be? Why would they be <laughs> doing that anyway? <laughs> If there's a war, what the fuck are they doing? Exactly. Going, going to Ukraine anyway. Exactly. <clears throat> so weird. So there, there's, there is no war in Ukraine. These are crisis actors. Yeah, the whole thing is seriously. It's, sham. it's a money laundering scheme. In case you guys hadn't figured it out, it's a sham. Yes. Hours of seven months of war, President Biden has called Russian President Vladimir Putin a war criminal. It has been barbaric what he's done. His attacks on civilian everything from civilian hospitals to to you know people's old age homes to neighborhoods where just ordinary people live schools and schools it's, it's just outrageous and uh um so the the price ukrainian people are paying for this war is extremely high but we're going to stay with them as long as they need our help you're already about, north of 15 billion dollars in terms right. of those commitments how far do you go how about the price we're paying? Fifteen billion dollars. Ironclad commitment. Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake! As Ukraine's success. There's, there's something actually. Dollars on there's it. something earlier that you missed, that is uber important. Was it? Was it? I don't think it was that. And we completely early missed. Yes, no, it, it was, was. It was. Yes, it was. Later. No. Okay. No, it's right here. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. I want you to bills. listen. This is really important. Listen to this motherfucker's answer. All right. And look, I get it. Let me fix the image so you can see us. Okay. First, if you did not see my, um, my event on fucking the other night on, uh, was it AM, uh, AMP, mm -hmm. American Media yeah. Periscope? DEFCON, DEFCON 5. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I was um, severely, severely angered with uh, from the person that was on there with me, he was don't get me wrong. Nice guy and all, um, Mr. Derek Johnson, Derek Johnson. Um, 
as you all, you know, always want to, you guys want me to bring him on. Um, great guy. Nice guy. Didn't have an issue with him. The only thing I had an issue with him is exactly what you talked about there, um, Lindsay. You noticed that he called him Mr. Biden every time. Vlin yep. noticed this. Listen to me, folks. If Biden is not in, co- in charge of this country and Donald Trump is, we need to really stop and take a good, long, hard look at Donald Trump. And there's a reason for that. Let's think about this real quick. If he is really in charge of the country right now, there are thousands of Americans that are suffering currently. Thousands. And you mean to tell me that he's letting this happen on his watch? Okay, I'm I'm going to I'm going to throw my two cents in there. Hold on a second cuz you didn't do this and you never do this and it pisses me off. Hold on. I got to leave the studio, be right if you don't log out log back in see now it's not blinking okay at us if you say so um so uh derek is where we were two years ago okay we've been through all of those executive orders we went through all the law we we saw that we saw all the discrepancies in his inauguration and and the the funeral instead of the you know all, all that we've been th- we went through all that For those of you who have been with us for a long time, then you know, we've been there. What Derek didn't have was the benefit of the phone call that Mick got on January 19th, which we went over then when Mick came on January 19th of 2021 and said, it's over, it's done. I got a phone call this morning. It's, it's done. And, and I was like, what are you talking about? Nope. Um, he got a, Trump got a threat that he could not take lightly. He had to take it seriously. And he he backed off whatever plans he had for January 20th um, for the inauguration. Did Trump have the ability to take control? Yes. Did he? No. No, he did not. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, think about this through sensible eyes. Look at the current situation. Look at what we're dealing with as a country. Look at what we're dealing with as a people. What we're dealing with right now as a people, dramatic inflation rises. Um, Right now, I don't care what this moron says. He can say whatever he wants. 10,000 jobs that he, so he, or 10 million jobs that he quote unquote created. That's what I'm getting at right here because this is actually a win for you because no, you didn't create jobs. No, all you did was bring people back to the jobs they already had. And not all they're of them. calling that a creation of a job. Yeah, they did not. He did not create a single fucking job. He hasn't created a single job since he's been in office. Just saying, let's let's look at this logically. Yeah. I'm- if Donald Trump has been in charge. My opinion of Donald Trump has nosedived. And he needs to go find another fucking job. He does not need to be president of this country because if he's been in charge, he's been letting a lot of Americans suffer on purpose to prove what? A point? Letting the people see, because Q is right, you do have to let the people see. They they have to learn for themselves. It doesn't affect them until it affects them personally, for the most part. But letting them see... And means, suffer? Means stepping away. Yeah not taking control 
Not being in charge. And at the same time, if Donald Trump really was in charge right now, if he really was the president, there is no possible way he'd run in 2024. He wouldn't even hint at it. Yeah. Because he is too lawful. He has, his entire platform has been on law and order. And the number one law is that you can only serve two terms. So if he is letting Biden serve what's actually his term, but he still considers himself to be president, then he would never consider running in 2024. So I just, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. I, I see that he, he stepped away. He had the opportunity to take power, but the price was too high. It, sometimes it is. It, what Scott Pelley, this little faggot, he's a liberal, folks. He's a liberal. He's a diehard liberal. He works for CBS. I don't expect anything less out of Scott Pelley. But what Scott Pelley is doing by calling him Mr. Biden, a lot of people are mistaking saying, well, see, that proves that Trump's still in charge. No. no. What Pelley's doing is what the company line from CBS, ABC, NBC, CNN, and every other news, a liberal news organization there is out there. Right now, their company line is this. Stay back, Biden. Just yeah. stay back there. Because the further you stay away from liberal candidates, the more points they get. When you come around liberal candidates, man, their fucking numbers tank. Why do you see, why do you think that he's not out there running with all these other candidates in midterm elections like you would want your he's, president to do? He's tried to and they they won't show up. If I was if Donald Trump were president and I was running to be a senator and I was running on the America first campaign platform. The one person I want to come speak at my rally is Donald Trump. Absolutely. If I'm a retard liberal and I am running for office, the one person again that I would want is the person that's in charge of my party. Right now it's Joe Biden. No, it's Obama. And right now, not a soul has had Joe Biden out on the campaign campaign trail with him. He has gone out and campaigned only within a car drive or within an hour of his home because he's got to be able to get back home quick. Because if he misses his ice cream or his bedtime or his medication, he's likely to suffer sound sundowner syndrome mm -hmm. and walk out of wherever he's at. Oh yeah. And nobody will see him again to include the secret service. Cause knowing the secret service, they probably they'll just let him. him go. They'll be with hooker somewhere. Anyway, go go back to this so, point you wanted to make. Before here. we go back to this real quick, um, let me throw out some other information because now I've I've gotten other information that's told me that this isn't going to happen. However, um, we had gotten a phone call earlier in the week. Um, oh, you're putting this out here now from a from a concerned person who um, gave me the heads up that um, the bureau was coming to talk to us. Um, like I told you folks, there's no way that they're going to come talk to me in my town. Just not going to happen. Okay. Um, long story short, apparently El Bureau bitch, uh, did his background work and, uh, finally looked at things. And, uh, apparently on Saturday morning made a phone call that said, no, nah, I'm not going to be coming down to talk to him. Smart move, fella. Smart move. So. Uh, just to let you know, and uh, I'm pretty sure that all came directly from Mike Lindell's phone um, because they weren't coming to talk to me. They were, they were coming to specifically to talk to me. And they and the only number I am the only phone number in 
Mike Lindell's phone that he had that had my name associated with it was my number. So they had no idea about her, but uh, they were coming to talk. And um, I was like, okay, bring it. Come and talk. Come and talk. Let's go. But now I'm going to, now we don't get to have any fun. I'm going to waste my, uh, I'm going to waste your money because by the time you get here, I will have a fucking lawyer. In which case I'll say, yeah, I'm not saying anything. Actually, have a good day. I already called the lawyer. So I, we were running around, we were doing some prep work, making sure that we had things in, in the right place. But, um, long story short, this gentleman is not coming down here now. It's too bad. Um, we would have enjoyed it. Um, I would have loved to tell him, get the fuck off my property. And Oh, by the way, here's my lawyer. You can talk to him. Um, but Sometimes shit just doesn't work that way, man. Well, see, that's the thing, Lindsay. Yes, because they did use me in their January 6th video, but they don't know who I am. They haven't put two and two together because if they found his number in Mike Lindell's phone and then saw that I was the person in the January 6th video, you can bet your bottom dollar they'd have been here. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But that's even better because this is going to make our lawsuit even better because I was given also some legal advice as to things I can look at to ensure that when we sue Liz Cheney, that um, we take her for everything she's got, then some. Yeah. And I, I think I'm going to try for some of Papa's fucking um, brown and root money. Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. That a shit. One, one fucking one check from that, that'll clear us for life. Yep. Then we could give money to other podcasters and help them out too. Hell yeah. Fuck. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just a, 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 just an inch. Hardly. Okay. I want you to listen to what he's saying. Just an inch. Now, mind you, I, I want you to understand this. When he took office, the inflation rate in the United States was 2.1%. Mm -hmm. 2.1% was the inflation rate in the United States. It is currently sitting at 8.3%. He doesn't think that's high. It's not like it just went up all of a sudden. Well, that's what he says. That's what he goes on to say I here. Know. I know. So, you're about not it. arguing that 8.3%. And I heard you yell about it. No, I'm not you're absolutely it, right. It was this is, but this is a bold-faced lie. He knows it's a lie. Watch him try and cover it up. He, he tries so hard here and then he lies about something just a little in a little bit. We're going to fast forward to where we were and I'm going to show you where he lies again, exactly the same way. Watch. 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not, you maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. Look at how animated he gets. His eyes get big. He throws his shoulders back. Look at his hands. He's putting his hands out there. He's got his legs crossed, his paper sitting on his lap. He's putting all sorts of defensive measures in front of him. So that Scott Pelly, who's just sitting there like a faggot in a chair, he's sitting there going, this guy's lying. He knows he's lying. He's going to let him lie. And it gets better and better. This gets yeah. worse for him. It's, it's and, the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. But and you didn't go on to tell him that, hey, Pelly, you didn't go on to say, by the way, it was only 2.1 percent when you took office, which I kind of think that's gay. But he's he went on to say something here. No, that, not ahead of time. The oh, FBI spread no, view of his own. So unlike Ukraine, to be clear, sir, U.S. forces, U.S. men and women Go back would a defend bit Taiwan in the event. Don't. His attacks on civilian, everything from civilian hospitals to, to you know, people's old age homes to neighborhoods where just ordinary people live. Schools. In schools. It's, it's just outrageous. And... Uh, um, so the, the price 
Ukrainian people are paying for this war is extremely high, but we're going to stay with them as long as they need our help. You're already north of 15 billion. You're already calling it. You guys are already calling it right there. You saw it again. There's another one. Lynn's just caught it where he stopped. It was almost like this. It went like this. And then he itched his head. And then he sat there and he kind of looked down. And he said, well, it's kind of like, I mean, everything's getting better. And you know he's lying. He is, that is all, those are all lies. In dollars in terms of And we all know that. How far do you go? As long as it takes. Ironclad commitment. Yes. As Ukraine succeeds on the battlefield, Vladimir Putin is becoming embarrassed and pushed into a corner. And I wonder, Mr. President, what you would say to him if he is considering using chemical or tactical nuclear weapons. Don't. 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 Is anybody scared? It will change the face. Is there anybody in this room that's scared? Scared of Biden? Scared of, of what, what he just said there. Don't. Don't. don't are don't, are don't, you for don't. real? Please, please, sir. Please don't. Some more. I, I would have said, I would have told Scott Pelley right there. I would have been like, yeah, actually, go ahead. Use them. Hold my beer. And I'd hand him a glass to hold on to. Because what I do in re- retaliation would just not be don't. That I can guarantee. Uh, Unlike anything since World War II. And the consequences of that would be what? I'm what would the U.S. response be? You think I would tell you if I knew exactly what it would be? Of course I'm not going to tell you. It'll be consequential. They'll become more of a pariah in the world than they ever have been. And depending on the extent of what they do, it will determine what response would occur. So the- wait a minute. How's that going to happen, Joe? Are you going to take your shirt off? Yeah. Because I don't need to see a concave chest. Go ride a bear. Because you're not going to do what Vladimir Putin did. No. You're not going to go out and wrestle fucking bears. Same day we spoke to the president, Putin met with China's leader, yep. Xi Jinping. Sure did. There's concern that Russia's attempt to force reunification with Ukraine could inspire China to attack the island of Taiwan. U.S. policy since 1979 has been to recognize Taiwan as part of China, but remain silent on whether the U.S. military would defend the democratic government there. This is among the places where our interview runs into controversy. What should Chinese President Xi know about your commitment to Taiwan? We agree with what we signed on to a long time ago, and that there's a one-China policy, and Taiwan makes their own judgments about their independence. We are not moving. We're not encouraging them being independent. We're not let. That's their decision. But would U.S. forces defend the island? Yes, if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. After our interview, a White House official told us U.S. policy has not changed. Officially, the U.S. will not say whether American forces would defend Taiwan. But the commander in chief had a view of his own. So unlike Ukraine, to be clear, sir, U.S. forces, U.S. men and women would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion. Yes. So let me tell you why that this is so earth shaking. Okay. One more time. We have said over and over again that we will stay out of Taiwan. 
That is what has kept the peace. That is what has kept Taiwan, Taiwan. Only recently has China started bucking up and saying, no, 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 Taiwan will be a part of us. Biden has come out on several different occasions now. This is the second time that he's done it in just this year Maybe alone. The third. He's done it more than that, though, over the past two years. But he came out just again. Other than this time, he said that U.S. forces would defend Taiwan. That is a radical shift in our defense and our budgetary spending. And our domestic, our international policy. Uh, that is huge. Anytime that this I mean, motherfucker that opens his mouth, that is a new policy for our country. Yep. But apparently not. Keep going. But this pisses off China. Now, notice what Scott Pelley said here. I'm going to rewind this just a little bit because it makes you know that right now Biden is not in charge of our country. However, neither is Trump, but Biden is definitely not in charge of our country. Listen to this again, what Scott Pelley says. It's very important to listen to what Scott Pelley says here in the background. China to attack the island of Taiwan. U.S. policy since 1979 has been to recognize Taiwan as part of China, but remain silent on whether the U.S. military would defend the democratic government there. This is among the places where our interview runs into controversy. What? And he says that the president had his own point of view, which differs from that of his cabinet. And that they got a phone call from the White House saying that. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought the president was the cabinet. That is, Why does the cabinet have a different opinion than the president? That's not supposed to happen at all, folks. That's as fucked up as a football bat. That doesn't get more fucked up than that. That is how fucked up that is. This is because we have a weak leader. This is because we have the weakest president that we could have possibly put in office. And he is, he's an utter weakling. Look at the guy. He looks like a sad sack of bones. Absolutely worthless. Where were we? Right there. Yes. Yes. No, no, For the first back. time, you were, you were Mr. Far. Biden spoke about the classified yeah. runs into controversy. What should Chinese President Xi know about your commitment to Taiwan? We agree with what we signed on to a long time ago, and that there's a one-China policy, and Taiwan makes their own judgments about their independence. We are not moving, we're not encouraging their being independent. We're not, let, that's their decision. But would U.S. forces defend the island? Yes, if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. After our interview, a White House official told us U.S. policy has not changed. Oh. Officially, the U.S. will not say whether American forces would defend Taiwan. But officially, we but just the did. commander-in-chief had a view of his own. So why, unlike Ukraine, again, to be clear, sir. I asked the question, why is there such a difference between the commander-in-chief and the cabinet. Why why is there such a, a delusion? Okay. Honestly, the the put it on us for a minute. The president and his cabinet should be like a good a good set of parents. It's, it's actually how really all of the government should work, right? You present a united front to your children. You argue 
behind, behind closed, closed door. doors. Yep. You don't argue in the front. You don't argue on the world stage. Exactly. You don't argue with a foreign leader. No, you debate, you discuss, you talk about it behind closed doors. Yes. But out in front, you, you show present up. a united front, period. Because if you don't, your kids are just going to eat you alive. I and every parent knows that. I want to say, you know, I heard a, a policy, I can't remember one, some fucking rhino, whatever, uh, some politician talking about it saying that it used to be, because, you know, they've all been in office for 120 years. It used to be back in the day that, you know, they, yeah, they would argue and debate and, and have their differences in Congress behind closed doors. But when they, oh, you know what? I, I think it was, maybe it was Pompeo was saying that. Um, but when, when he was traveling, you know, or whoever it was, when they were traveling internationally, they presented a united front and you could have Republicans and Democrats traveling together in the same contingent, going to another country, be they an ally or an adversary, regardless we presented a united front. Now we are so divided, not just amongst the people, but amongst the leaders because shit rolls downhill. The micro is always reflective of the macro. I mean, you see it on the streets, the same thing's happening in government and they can't get their shit together for five minutes to present a united front to the rest of the world. Shit, they can't even do it in the Senate or the House. Think about it. We can't pass a law right now. When was the last law that was passed? Does anybody know? Who knows? I can tell you. An actual law? Constitutional yes. law? Yes. One that will hold up in court? Yep. I have no idea. 2018. Okay. That was the last law that has ever been passed. We haven't passed a law in the United States since then. We've passed a lot of bills. We passed a lot of different shit, but there was no law. No law has been passed. Yep. They tried today. It was funny because she had a Ted Cruz clip. I don't know if you downloaded I it. I didn't. But she had a Ted Cruz clip that was actually really good. I can pull it. And, and Ted Cruz went into where the breakdown is in our government right now. And our government, our, our breakdown right now, no bullshit lies in the house. If we don't take back down take the house, it, it's going to be a painful, it's going to be another painful two years. I, I can tell you that if we make it that far, it will be another painful two years. It'll suck. I can't believe you're even doing this. I have it. It'll only take me a second. I mean, I, I had it saved. Yeah, I but just didn't. this eats up so much. I know. I'm just going to pull, I'm going to open it and then just, just pull it real quick. Um, there it is. It right there. Yep. This, this is a, this a is a former Goldman Sachs PhD. Whatever. This is a good one because I, I just like what Ted Cruz says here. He, he said a lot of shit that like, more Americans should listen to because he talks about the breakdown of, he talks about the breakdown of the, of the system. And I think that's the most important part. He talked about it. I was like, holy crap, what he's, what he's saying is true. is dead on. Um, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta play that tonight and we're going to play it right now. Yeah. Go ahead and play it now. Cause why not? Senator from Texas. Madam President, the Senator from Connecticut just gave us the sum total of his wisdom as he walks off the floor again, which is he says this isn't real. The presiding officer is well aware of how the Senate operates. When a Senator arises for a unanimous consent request, one of two things happens. Uh, Mop Hill or Mop Phil. 
we will talk to you later, sir. Thank you for stopping by. A senator objects or the bill passes. I've stood on this floor and passed unanimous consent requests because our colleagues chose not to object. One of the more notable instances was following multiple instances in the House of House Democrats making anti-Semitic comments. The House tried to pass a resolution condemning anti-Semitism. And sadly, the radical left in the Democratic caucus objected, and the House Democrats couldn't pass a resolution condemning anti-Semitism. I joined with our colleague, Senator Kane from Virginia, a Democrat. We authored a resolution, the Cruz-Kane resolution, a bipartisan resolution that was a clear and unequivocal condemnation of anti-Semitism. It condemned BDS as anti-Semitism. It condemned explicitly the anti-Semitic comments made by those House Democrats at the outset of the dispute. When Senator Kane and I came to the Senate floor, we did not know if a senator would object. There were numerous senators in this body that had not joined the resolution and could easily have walked out on the floor and objected. And we stood up and asked unanimous consent, and much to our very pleasant surprise, the opposing party chose not to object. And the resolution passed. It passed 100 to nothing. When the senator from Connecticut says this isn't real, the only reason this bill has not passed the United States Senate is because the senator from Connecticut stood up and uttered two magic words, I object. Had he done something really simple, just shut up, just shut his mouth, just sat there, <laughs> we would be standing in a position where both of these bills would have passed into law. What does it say, Madam President, about the Democrats' view of the American people? That they don't engage in debate, they don't engage in discussion, they don't defend their positions. They instead arrogantly say no and have full confidence their compliant cheerleaders in the media will never even tell anyone about it. I don't know how you defend the position he just took. I was genuinely looking forward to hearing some form of an argument. I can tell you when I forced a vote on the Cruz Barrasso bill on this floor and the Democrats voted party line. No, we don't want more police officers in school. No, we don't want more mental health counselors in school. No, we don't want additional funding for school safety. To the best of my knowledge, no reporter asked a single Democrat, why are you leaving our kids vulnerable? Why aren't you acting to protect children in school? Because you know what? There's no money on the left for actually stopping these crimes. The money is for disarming law-abiding citizens. It is a narrow-minded political focus. We could have just passed the most significant school safety legislation ever passed by the federal government. Why didn't we? Because the Democrats objected.
That objection is wrong. It's irresponsible. And it shows a willingness to play political games while demonstrating contempt for our constituents. Today, the United States Senate failed the American people. Today, the United States Senate failed the school children of America. And I pray that the consequences are not truly horrific. I pray that this body will show up and do its damn job. Debate real issues and pass real legislation that will actually stop crime rather than the empty political gestures of the left. And this is why we cannot get laws passed in the House right now. This is why all of this is a problem. This is why this is so important. This is why we have to go out and vote. It, it, his speech, although I know he talks well and he does a lot of talking, he does. However, he brought up the point that all you had to do was shut your mouth. And you couldn't even do that. You had to bitch. You, you had to bitch. Every because time. it didn't meet your eco green weenie fucking bill or it didn't do this or it didn't do that. And instead, you're some punk and you stood up and you walked out instead of arguing it like you're paid to do. Your job is to be in fucking D.C. and to represent the people, the constituents of your your area, your district. And you went down to D.C., and you turned around and walked out of a place where you could have actually levied an argument that could have made a difference. You're such a pussy boy. You turned around and walked out. That is why right now we cannot pass a law in the House. That is why. Because liberals, holy shit, we thought Republicans are bad. No, they are. so much worse. But liberals, oh my it's God, you, you, hurt their, you, you hurt their feelings just a little bit. You tell them that you're a punk. And they, they get all sorts of flustered. I, I don't know what to do. You hit them with a fact and they get really flustered. They come back with a personal attack because they can't handle it. You do drugs. You smoke pot. Ooh, let's do that. You bur- you're a burner. Because I got to go pick up our son from his meet the parents date. Did you meet them? No. You just dropped him off? Mm-hmm. So I get to meet them. That's probably a good idea anyway. Let's let's uh let's do our Justin know. tribute. I think me showing up just saying, Hey, what's up, dude? Let's do our Justin tribute so I can go pick up our son and I will let you close out the show since you let me open it. All right. That's good because I got some shit to talk about, yo. Oh fun. Yo. And I'm plus, gonna hit plus we got this um why is that not playing? I don't know what you do to it now. I I don't know. You keep you where'd you leave it? There it goes. See? There it goes. Just takes a minute. Uh-huh. Did you pull my shit that I downloaded? What? No, you didn't. If you downloaded something, it'd be in show clips. I thought I down. I thought I pulled everything. No. Yep. 
I don't think you downloaded anything. Mm, nah, Barry. Yes, she did. How the fuck was y'all's weekend? Did you guys tune in and check out the four-hour fucking monstrosity that Psycho Next Door here fucking put out yesterday? I could have gone another two hours. Oh, no, it, it wouldn't go. Oh. Why wouldn't it go? I don't know. All right, fuck it. I'm just going to play it from the... Yeah. Oh, that's good. I didn't want to listen to that bullshit anyway. Fuck you. Here, hit that. We have no finger on the hole. We have no finger on the hole? Yeah, because this doesn't have a hole, you know? Okay. Now, we didn't watch the Trump rally, but... Um, yeah, I did. Did you watch it today? Yeah. Okay. Well, we didn't watch it live. I didn't but, watch it live, but I watched the but Trump we rally. But we did see the thing about the flag. And Mick did a little research into flags today, so he'll get into that too, I believe. Um, hey, Maybe. actually, where the fuck is she? I know she's in here. I think I saw her before. I know she's in here. Liana? Yes. Liana. Liana. She's, she's in there. Liana. Guess what I saw today, Liana? I saw the same sweatshirt that you were talking about. And I even, uh, the person I was talking on the phone Thanks, to. Mariner, welcome. Um, fucking the the it's uh, the fbi sweatshirt and it literally it says fbi down the side and then everything to the right as it spells out follow. it says follow biden's instructions fantastic so right. uh, i went i took that and um when i was talking to somebody else today another friend of mine i sat there and i told him i was like hey uh <laughs> I know you guys are supposed to follow his instructions and he didn't catch on. And, uh, he happens to be an FBI agent. And, uh, I was like, uh, I know you guys are supposed to follow his instructions and everything, but I was like, do you guys have to make it so blatantly obvious? And he said to me, he goes, what are you, what are you talking about? And I was just like, what's your, your acronym? And he goes, what for the FBI? I said, yeah, investigation. And I was like, no, follow Biden's instructions, man. He didn't stop laughing for a good fucking 40 minutes. It was oh. fucking hysterical. He was like, holy shit. You got me. You got me. Elsworth said my old lady and her sister binge watched Kovacs one and two back to back for the first time. Now you have two new listeners. Excellent. Welcome. Yep. Anyway. Welcome. All right. I'm going to go pick up our son. You want me to hop on from the car or just listen? Just listen. You I'll get to just, listen. Now. I'll just listen. Okay. And Tammy, the other day you asked uh, how long my hair is, so I'm, I'm going to let you see for yourself. Of course, it's super curly, but uh, it's it's about the hair. So there you go. Crazy shit. Whatever. Chick shit. Crazy ch Chuck with a K. Thank you very much, sir, for watching. All right. Appreciate that. Y'all don't let him give you too hard of a, hard, a time. I'm going to give you a hard time. <laughs> Because uh, really what I'm going to do is just go back through my day because it was kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> one of the big things that we're going to listen to really quick, we're going to start out with this. Um, this is going to be a little um, holy fuck type That they would shit. vote for Mr. Trump. Um, but I want you to listen to this because this is really interesting. So this is the opening to Politico Playbook. If you don't listen to Politico Playbook, I know, I know, I know, I know, I get it. 
I give you this right off thunder. the bat. Thunder. Thunder. Thunder kicks. Get the fuck oh. out of here. Because oh. <laughs> you guys are going to have to listen to some bullshit here, but you're only going to have to listen for probably to, to about a minute of this um, because she says it within the first minute. <clears throat> but I want you to listen to this because this is really important to hear this. You'll ask me a question about it later, but check this out. You'll, you, you, I think you'll find it just as interesting as I did. Presented by Facebook. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Kara Tabor. It's Monday, and this year's election results may look a little wavy. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. There's a lot on the agenda this week. Right now, the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II is underway. Later today, the Clinton Global Initiative kicks off in New York City. On Tuesday, the UN General Assembly opens its first day of high-level debates. On Wednesday, President Joe Biden speaks at the UN General Assembly, and the Atlantic Festival opens in D.C. And on Thursday, autumn begins, which is the best season of the year, and how could you think otherwise? Is 2022 a waves election? Evidence that the election will likely be closer than originally thought continues to mount, as two new polls give a sense of the contours of the race. First, there's the NBC poll, which paints a decidedly mixed portrait. Seven weeks out, voters are evenly split, at 46% in their preference for which party should control Congress next year. Biden's approval rating has risen to its highest in 11 months, while Donald Trump's favorability has dropped. 61% opposed the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision, 63% said their income is falling behind the cost of living, and threats to democracy ranked as the issue most important to voters. For our money, the most interesting overall takeaway came from the Democratic and Republican pollsters who jointly conducted the survey for NBC. According to Democrat Jeff Horwitt of Heart Research Associates, instead of being a wave election, 2022 may be a waves election, where unprecedentedly strong cross-currents push voters in different directions, with an end result that may not be what we expected. Indeed, 2022 is effectively two campaigns running in parallel. Republican Bill McInturf of Public Opinion Strategies said, There is a campaign about the cost of living, crime, and border security, and Republicans are winning this campaign. But there's a second campaign on abortion, democracy, and climate change. And Democrats are winning that campaign. Now, <clears throat> this is important on two really big levels. The first one <clears throat> being right here. If you just listened to that and you didn't puke yet and your eyeballs aren't bleeding yet or your earballs for that matter aren't bleeding yet. Yes, I do think she's a robot, just so you're aware. Um, no, it's not the onion, Linz. That is Politico playbook. But one thing I did, one thing I do like about this is you kind of get the inside of what Democrats are thinking. They think they can win this race based on abortion, jobs, and Ukraine, where Republicans think we can win this based on the, the economy, which is tanking like a fucking big dog. Uh, oh, by the way, now we've got the rail railroad guys, too, because that's going to be huge. Um, by the way, if CSX is on strike, 
tomorrow morning is going to suck at sh- on so many different levels just because I've got to go deal with the ports tomorrow and it's just going to be fucking, it'll be nuts. Um, and then the final, uh, but after that, after the economy, obviously, that's the biggest one. Abortion is still the biggest one. I, I'm sorry. I think the abortion is an even-sided topic. I think it's going to be an even-sided draw when it comes out in, in election time. It's going to end up running party lines. If you're a Democrat, you're going to vote for abortion. If you're a Republican, you're going to vote against abortion. It's going to run party lines. I am 100% sure on that because that is, um, it's funny, you know, abortion advocates like to say that abortion is a black and white issue. So people that are for abortion, they're saying, look, it's a black and white issue. Either the mother wants the child, the mother doesn't want the child. And they try to say that there's no gray area in there. Now, on the other, which it is, and that actually is the way it should be. It should be a black and white issue. And although I'm probably a lax Catholic because I do believe that there are some abortions that, yes, they have to happen. I'm not one of those Catholics that believe, no, there's no time that there should ever be an abortion. No, I'm not one of those. Nor will I force that on anybody, nor will I tell a woman what to do with her body. First of all, the problem, the biggest problem, I think, with this to begin with is there is um, a majority male body uh, of office or of um, – of our, you know, select portion of our country that represents us in the government to make laws for us. And they make, and that's majority males. There's not a whole lot of females in the Senate or in Congress. I mean, they're, they don't even, it's the percentages are not even close. I mean, there are more women than there has been, but as far as I'm concerned, it should not even be at the federal level. We shouldn't be voting on abortion, period. Whether the who wants to do whatever the who does, that's fine. The who can't force us to do it. Fuck the who. I don't give a shit about the who. I stopped caring about people outside of this country in 1776, the same time everybody else did. It's not about out there. It's about here right now. And right now, I don't give a fuck what the who does unless they come marching around here in fucking blue helmets, in which case my my kids will think it's target practice time because that's what I have them shoot at is things with blue helmets on it. Why not? I mean, makes sense, right? If you see a blue helmet, you shoot it. Big deal. You're not going to miss. Guaranteed. But this is a huge deal on so many other levels because abortion is going to... I mean, I'm sorry. I was watching what v had up before. You saw the Fetterman rally. And then you saw the pro, pro-life pro rally in Pennsylvania. Um. That pro, pro-life pro rally looked really fucking big. Just saying. I think Fetterman's on the wrong side here. I'm pretty sure Pennsylvania is going to go down the abortion route, and they're going to say, nope, we don't agree with abortion. Abortion should never happen. Got a feeling I'm going to see that in Pennsylvania. Just saying. Throwing it out there. Big deal. But that's what's going to happen here shortly. That's what we're deciding. And what they're trying to say is, well, it's going to be a wave type. It depends on what wave is crashing when the voting starts. So if they can build their wave up of the pro-abortion stance and everything else that they're claiming as victories, which we all know they don't have any. So we're not even going to get into that. But if they're going to try to do that, 
then we know essentially what they're waiting on, what their quote unquote October surprise, as Liana loves to tell us all that, hey, it's going to be October surprises. Well, that could be the October surprises. They're going to push that wave to right where it crashes right at election time. So how do you stop a wave? Anybody? Anybody around the oceans, you know how you get out there and you, you get to that wave and you cut the water up before it gets to the wave. Never seen that before. Like if you go back, if you find a small wave in the ocean, which I have before, and you go right behind it, you throw your fist in the water right behind it. It'll completely decimate that wave. Why? Because you'll have two bodies of water smacking into each other, which settles one body of water down. The bigger body normally settles the smaller body down a lot faster than the other one. So it'll eventually just become calm water. So, well, then you don't have a wave. There's no real wave. Exactly. So what we have to do is watch that and smash that wave when it comes time. But that requires all conservatives to be on the same sheet of music. Can we do that? That's my next question. Because Democrats, I know, can't do it. But can we actually do that? One thing that Democrats are very good at, they're very good at getting unified and getting their message out. Something Republicans and conservatives are not very good at is the same thing. We are not good at getting our message out or having a unified front where we know if you're a Republican, you're going to go vote this way. We still have a lot of questions. That's why I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. I don't want to have anything to do with them. But because I I have a lack of conservatives that are actually running on a ticket that we could say is a conservative ticket, I have to vote Republican. But their values align a lot more than, let's say, a Democrat's values and mine align. I mean, I'm sure I could find common ground with a Democrat. I doubt I'd ever even get into it. But I'm part of the problem. I'm part of the same thing Ted Cruz was just bitching about because I won't ever get into that conversation with a liberal. So there's no way that we can fucking find common ground. But why is that? Everybody asks that question. Why is there that divide between us? I'm going to show you why. Let me show you right now because you'll love this when I show you this one. You're not going to believe it, but... You'll see it. I'll show you. U.S. forces, U.S. men and women would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion. Yes. For the first time, Mr. Biden spoke about the classified documents that the FBI found in former President Trump's home. The Justice Department has opened a criminal investigation. Have you been briefed, sir, on the top secret documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago? No. No one has come to you to warn you that important national security secrets were revealed by the storage of those documents at the former president's home. I have not personally spoken to anyone on that, in that regard. I'm sure my administration is aware of all of that, and so is the National Security Council, but I have not. Were you notified of the FBI's execution of a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago? No, not ahead of time. The FBI spread the documents out on a floor to make a record of what was found. Okay. Everybody heard that, right? Listen, 
Listen to what Scott Pelley said right here. This is damn important. That, and so is the National Security Council, but I am not. Were you notified of the FBI's execution of a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago? No, not ahead of time. The FBI spread the documents out on a floor to make a record of what was found. The secrets were revealed. Not ahead of time. The FBI spread the documents out on a floor to make a record. By the storage of those documents at the former president's home. I have not purchased that regard, I'm sure. So essentially, Scott Pelley just created a new narrative right there by saying that. Remember what the narrative was. Remember what they said they found at Mar-a-Lago. At Mar-a-Lago, they claimed, if you remember, this is what they claim. They, this is how they found them. What did Scott Pelley just say? The FBI spread them out. Whoa, wait a minute. That is not what was being reported before. We all know that's bullshit. We all know that the FBI spread it out. Why? Because they've got to actually inventory each document and each document has to be inventoried with a number on it. But we were originally told that that is the way that they found the documents. They just found them laying out there on the ground at Mar-a-Lago. Scott Pelley just told us, no, the FBI did it. That is why we don't want to enter conversations with folks who are liberals. That is the biggest reason. They lie. They lie all the time, consistently. They reaffirm their lie because they believe if they lie enough, it will become truth. That's their whole belief. They are trying to create or manifest their own reality by lying about it over and over and over again. And the more they repeat the lie, the more you hear the lie, the more the lie becomes true. And the problem is, is there's a lot of us, not just you, not just me, not just Vlin, but there's a lot of people that don't go out and fix that lie that don't let them get away with that lie. There's a lot of people, and I, I don't know why this is. Um, people get real worked up when like a celebrity, especially somebody in the news, if you guys, if one of you guys had like Greg Gutfeld walk up to you and start talking to you on the street, would you have a conversation with him? Would you have a conversation where you would consider yourself at that time to call him out like on live national broadcasted TV if he was not saying something was true. I think that more people do that on cable news or on the big MSMs I think the bigger reaction you'll see out of the American people about the media. I bet you watch the media and the media turns around and they turn a cheek just like CNN just did. And Mirandum to all their employees that there would be no more of this bullshit, no more lying. 
Why would you put out a memorandum and send it to your employees that said we can't lie anymore on the air? Oh, did you, do y'all not hear about that? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. CNN has a memorandum right now floating around the interwebs. Go check it out. It's pretty fucking pimp because they were told that the lying has to stop. How much lying has CNN done? I wonder. That's why you're seeing people being replaced. Brian Steltzer got his, he's gone. Mr. Potato Head's gone. Uh, what's his name now is in the mornings. Um, the, the, um, what's his name? Fuck. The guy that did, uh, he was on during Hannity's hour on CNN. I can't remember his name. He doesn't matter. He's in Don Lamont. He has now been shifted to the morning time where he doesn't have his own hour anymore. Now he has other people there. Hmm. Weird. Yes, absolutely. This is exactly the time you do it. Crazy Chuck with a K crazy Chuck with a K said something like what Justin did in the restaurant. Absolutely. Where you do one of these numbers. That's amazing. I can't tell you what a piece of fucking shit you are. No disagreement on that. You, we've got to be able to stand up. That is the secret. If we can stand up, we can, we can affect the change. We can make the difference. But we have to be able to stand up. So you got to be able to listen to these fuckers and listen to what they're saying. And when they're telling, when they're asking you a question or trying to guide you to an answer that they want, that's going to fit their narrative. And I don't give a fuck if you do it on Fox news, do it on Fox news, please. I don't want to see it. I want to see it done on every MSM to include Newsmax. Fuck that shit. If they start lying and you're on the air with them, cut them off. Fuck them. Be like, nah, nah, bear, nah, bear. I, uh, it's funny too, because, uh, one of the things they've been lying a lot about lately, and I know we used to call it 22 a day. It was, um, you, you had 22 fucking military veterans, reservists, uh, whatever. They were killing themselves a day. 22 service member, former service member or on duty as a material. Uh, right now, Virginia's about to bounce that number up. Because uh, apparently 24 die each day in contrast to the 17 reported by Virginia. And this is, this is crazy. Veteran suicide is out of this world. Why? Oh, they just kicked out a whole bunch of people who were fucking... Oh, well, they can't get a jab or they don't want to get their jab. So they got kicked out. Hmm. Funny. Not really, because now you just put a whole bunch of people out that were planning on doing this for a career and you just kicked them out of the military. Now what? Check this out. Hundreds more teachers fired for not getting COVID shots. New York City's Department of Education fired 850 teachers and class. Okay, correction. This is about teachers. I thought this was about the, the veteran suicide rate. But it's not. 
they do have an, there is another one out there though. The first part of this was the veteran suicide rate in Virginia, which was absolutely ridiculous. And it has gone to 24 a day. And now they're talking about changing the slogan of 22 a day to 24 a day, but they've been lying about that for a hot minute because I was saying that it was a lot more and it's up nearly 37% this year alone. So I wonder how many of those guys were kicked out of the military and then fucking killed themselves. Be interesting to see. But let's see what this is. Classroom aides, that brings the total to nearly 2,000 school employees fired for not complying to the vaccine mandate. Several cities have lifted those mandates, but New York Mayor Eric Adams has kept it in place. Well, that's weird. 2,000 school employees have been fired so far for the mandate. Hmm. I thought we're not in a, didn't Joe just say that we're not in a, pandemic anymore? Huh. Interesting. Could have sworn we weren't in a pandemic anymore. Anybody else disagree on that one? Anybody else got any other news on that? Cause I could have, could have sworn, um, that was the case or because don't worry about it. This I'm pretty sure is right on the money because actually it's not on the money because Joe Biden hasn't done shit for our economy. And if this strike happens, folks, if see if it's true with what I heard, because I called the buddy of mine a second that Vanessa said that, or v, v Lynn said that. I called my buddy who works for the railroad. I said, dude, is this true? I said, did you get a note? He said, yeah, we were talking about that today. And I said, um, is because he works for a specific company, the one I was talking about, CSX. And if CSX, CSX is all up and down the Eastern seaboard, folks. If you have any rail or intermodal link on the, on the Eastern seaboard, you get it through CSX. If CSX strikes, realize that's like every port up and down the Eastern seaboard. That's it. Nobody, nothing's moving. If they go on strike because they do more than just uh, the railways, uh, CSX also has their own trucking line and they move the containers, the shipping containers from port to port via trucks. If it needs to be shipped via truck um, and they can't do it on a train or they miss the train type thing, CSX, CSX will also move containers that way. And if that goes under, folks, <laughs> uh, this is going to hurt. This is going to get real dire real quick. And uh, if this is true and these companies have done that and they're striking, uh, we're going to feel the effects of that pretty quick. And if it is September 29th, we're going to know by September 29th, which companies have signed on to this agreement, and which companies haven't. And, uh, it will be very interesting because some of those companies that haven't, especially if CSX is one of those, one of those that's not signing on to the agreement, one of their major customers is the United States government. So the military, everybody ships their shit through CSX on the eastern seaboard on the western on the west coast it's uh i want to say it's pacific union is that the railroad out the west coast i think that's the name of it uh either trans-pacific or pacific union yes yes it will shoe of peace yep um failure of the union agreement is on purpose or not that's a great question yeah i think it is U union pacific i think that's the one on the West Coast. So I'll keep an eye out. I don't know anybody in Union Pacific. I just knew some people in CSX. Um, I'll, I'll keep an eye out though. I have not heard. Um, is, is it a failure of the union agreement or is it on purpose? I don't think it's on purpose because if you think about it, the liberals are always the union. They've always had union support, no matter what. Um, 
Fuck, that's like what JFK got elected on the first time was all the union support. And then he didn't do anything for the union. So it was kind of fucked up. But um, on purpose, do you mean like as like more like in a um, kind of like in a where they're arguing back and forth when they're trying to trying to get to a settlement and they start doing all the crap where they start laying out all sorts of bullshit about each side and they do basically a political thing. I've watched it. Um, I, I don't know. That's a good question though. I I'd be interesting to find an answer for out for that. Um, it will create monster chaos, monster shortages. Uh, remember supermarkets only have three days worth of food in them. That's it. So think about it. That means all your food, all your produce, all the stuff that normally moves around this country by rail, which is absolutely the backbone of this country. All of that shit's gone. It will be a brand new pandemic. This, this is going to be horrible. You thought our economy was tanking before? Just wait till fucking this one hits the stock market tomorrow morning. Watch what we open up at. We're going to open up in sub-negative prime territory. I, I don't think any part of that will be any good. I, I constantly wonder that. Arbitration. Yes, arbitration. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Now I feel more edumacated. Thank you so much for the arbitration comment, Liana. Anyway, this is what Joe continues to do to our economy. So enjoy this. Uh, of course, what hovers all over all of this, though, is, again, the economy. You saw the Republican advantage on the economy. And when you ask this question about Joe Biden, the effect his policies have had in the economy, a two to one margin, folks saying it's more hurt the economy than help the economy. I, that gives me some hope. That gives me some actual honest to God hope. Because that means Americans are seeing that his policies are not having any effect on the economy. And everybody knows that. I don't think there's a soul that fucking thinks anything different. Uh, so for our funny one today, uh, apparently Kamala Harris got clowned by Australian news. I, I guess we'll enjoy this. This will be fun. Over these last 18 months, Democrats have delivered big time. <laughs> I love. That was the highlight. That was the high point of the speech. And boy, haven't the De Democrats delivered big time. Biggest gas prices, big, big inflation, more than 2 million illegal immigrants crossing the southern border. That's big. And don't forget the dramatic increase in violent crime in Democrat-run cities. <laughs> about that <laughs> about that damn those fucking those Aussies they're savage <laughs> they're some savage fuckers that was pretty savage that's funnier than shit she uh, she deserved every part of that uh, by far because she's laugh cackling like a weirdo get the fuck out of here she's an idiot she is an idiot so anyway alright so uh I think we're done with that. We're done with that one. Yeah, I think we're good for the this evening, folks. The world is laughing. It is at us. And that's a sad, sad state of affairs. Sad state of affairs. It took them till now. <laughs>
Yeah, it did. It did. You're good point, Doc. Um, that that that's a good point. You, you you bring up a good point because it did take them till now to figure out that holy shit. I mean, I I don't get angry because there are people that you you'd be amazed. I, I talk to a lot of people. I, anybody that works in the service industry, you know, you talk to a lot of people every day. And there's so many people that I've talked to that I've tried to help convince. Just try to say, hey, look, you should vote. And I'm not trying to tell them to vote Republican. I'm not trying to tell them to vote Democrat. But there's so many people in this country that still believe that their vote doesn't count. And although I, I'm I'm finding it hard, harder to argue that point, being a political science major, you know, you, you have that ability to look at things a little bit. I, I guess I look at it more with an awkward eye because I'm more the guy that looks at it like, no, we should vote because it's our right and duty. But outside of that, do you think your vote really counts? Can I answer that question honestly now? No, I can't because I don't know if it does. I'm even, I'm even having a problem saying that. I'm having a problem telling you all to go out and vote. I have my good days and my bad days. I have good days where, yes, I think we should go vote. Then I have bad days where I'm looking at numbers and I'm saying, how the fuck? How is it even possible that they stole this many votes? I mean, without anybody fucking know, knowing it. I, I, I'm arguing, my internal argument about voting has become such a conflated issue now because I honestly don't know what, to, I used to have the answer all the time. Yes, go vote. Why? Because it's the only way we make, how can you bitch about the country unless you actually attempted to do something to go change it? I've lived by those years. My my wife taught me the those things so early on in our relationship. And it's just something that is stuck with me. It is a great counter argument to the people that bitch about the country. And it's like, did you vote? Well, no. Well, then how can you bitch about it? You didn't even try to attempt to change it. And it's such a great argument that I now find myself arguing with myself about why we should even go do it. Because they're just going to steal it anyway. And I agree with the people who say that. And I agree with the people who say that we have to vote. So I'm fucked up completely when it comes to voting now. And I don't know. I, I know this election, at least this election, if we make it to it, because I agree with everybody else, too, about September 24th. Something is happening in September. I fucking fine know. Um, actually, VLAN brought up another thing. Uh, numerology. I'm trying to remember what she said the word was, but it worked out to 11-3. And I was like. Wow, that's pretty poignant considering we've heard 11-4 is another big day. I've heard 11-4, October 4th, and September 24th. Those are the three big days I've heard like over and over again. Everybody said something weird's happening on the all, all three of those days. Those days couldn't tell you. What I can tell you is you might want to grab some popcorn and some beer because we might want to sit around and watch the TV on those days. Just saying. I see, and I don't know how to convince people because I, that's right. King Charles. That's right. Thank you. VLAN. King Charles. If you do King Charles in numerology, it works out to 11, three, which a lot of people were saying that, um, 11, three, cause, uh, she was saying that somebody else had said that 
if Donald Trump got arrested, actually, I think it was you, Liana. I think you were you were talking about this. Um, but if if Donald Trump was arrested, that wouldn't surprise anybody. If Hillary Rodham Clinton was arrested, that really wouldn't surprise anybody. However, if the soon to be, and he is still the king right now, but the acting king of England were arrested. And I was like, yeah, kind no, not really. I don't think that would surprise people either because there's so much surrounding King Charles already just putting the crown on his head to begin with. Uh, he already comes in with fucking the other kid. Was it Philip Prince Philip? Who's the other one. That's just like an abhorrent, like piece of shit, like loves to touch women and fuck shit up and basically Hunter Biden, everything he touches. Um, I uh, see. I, I don't know if that would surprise me. Oh, was that Andrew? I, I don't know. I thought it was Philip, the, the other Prince Philip. I thought that, or I guess it is Andrew, isn't it? So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. House of Rothschild, HRC. Hmm. Yeah, either Lindsay. However, Rothschild would just be HR. Where do you get the C from? House of Rothschild and Clinton? I could see that. Thank you, Wicked Gnarly. Yes, absolutely buy that. Doesn't numerology run on one number? So if 11, 3 becomes 5, I'm kind of... Well, uh, no, because that's only two names. So you do both the names first. So you do your names. So you do, for instance, if you scroll back up there, look at what VLAN put. Um, that's what the total number is. But if you just do the name, that's how the name would be. So K would be 11, C would be 3. So... King Charles. So it's what one word equals. So it'd be, uh, so for instance, if you're, if your name was really Sparky boy and we put Sparky and then boy, you would have whatever Sparky equals and then whatever boy equals. And that would be your two different numbers for your name. No, the acting King. He is the acting King right now. Um, Tammy, um, he, uh, when his coronation, that is when he actually gets all the, uh, I guess all the extra shit that comes with it. Just saying. Anywho. All right. I'm going to get out of here. Um, we'll be back in Eastern standard time, like share, subscribe again, like, and share, whatever. Um, but the subscriptions are huge. Uh, we appreciate it. Equals C, <laughs> cunt both ways. <laughs> Wait, Sparky Boy on both of them equals cunt? Holy shit. Um, she had a lot of dominion over the counties and territories, or countries and territories, Doc Holliday said. True. Oh, that's right. Prince Philip was the queen's husband, wasn't he? All right, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I stopped caring about the crown in 1776, just like everybody else in America did. We all stopped caring about the crown in 1776. Don't give a fuck about the crown. I don't care who's got it on their head. You're still just a 
a royal fucking twit to begin with. All right. Either way, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't believe we have a guest with us, but the Lynn's not here and she's got the schedule. Chime in in the chat. Either way. Oh, the flag. Yes, the flag, the flag, the flag. Okay. Black stars. Uh, give me, give me one second because the flag was actually blue. It just looked like the stars were black in the background. Uh, however, it's it's really simple. A black flag with black stars means no quarter. So if you hoist a black flag above your house, you're essentially saying, "Look, no quarter is going to be given here." Okay. Um, if you have uh, what they call is a banner, what you were looking at was a banner. It's called the Star Spangled Banner for a reason, because it can be hung as a flag, which is left to right with your stripes going left to right, just like normal. Um, and it hangs off of a flagpole. So the stars are always in the top left corner. That is normally how a flag is flown. Now, that being said, if you were to take that and make it an actual banner, which what Donald Trump was standing in front of in the picture that I saw, at least the one that VLAN showed me. It is blue. It's hard to see, but it is blue. And I think the stars were either blue or white. I can't tell. However, the way the shadow was cast, it makes it look almost black. So I can see where you got confused with the black stars and possibly the black flag, but it wasn't a black flag. It was a blue, it looked like a blue background and I could definitely see red and white. So it was a red, white, and blue flag. Now, whether or not uh, the way the shadow was cast, I thought that was interesting. And the way the hung was flung or flown or hung because it was a banner, it wasn't an actual flag. So if you looked at it, the stripes were pointing straight up and down um, instead of you know, left to right. So he ha actually had a banner there and it is a difference because the way the stars are shaped on the top. Uh, for instance, a long time, everybody thought that soldiers were buried under banners and not under flags, which isn't true at all. We just reverse the stars are always over your heart. So when the start, when, the, when a flag is placed over the casket, the stars are always over whoever's in the casket over their heart. Um, that's the way they're supposed to be. Uh, when they're draped over a casket. That being said though, um, for a long time, people thought it was banners that were being, because naturally the stars wouldn't be there. Uh, okay. Depends on which way you're looking at the flag, but yeah, sure, I guess. But that's when they uh, made multi-sided flags. So whatever was on the front was on the back and the left, you know, so on and so forth. It took them a while to figure that part out, but that's the difference in the flag. Now black flag, um, and you hang it above your house. Apparently there's a lot of news articles out there. You go look it up. Holy shit. The liberal news about black flags are amazing. It's hysterical because they basically call you out. You're, you're just putting a big sign over your house that you're a domestic terrorist, which I'm fine with doing. Uh, um, I will do it. Not a problem. Um, however, if you hang a Gatson flag or, um, like what I have above my house, I have a 1776 Betsy Ross flag with the snake in the middle of it and um, the don't tread on me snake in the middle of it. And that I thought was a perfect fuck you. And because I'm just saying, hey, look, we didn't give any quarter in 1776. We're not about to give it now. So I don't have to fly a black flag because I can fly that one. And back then we didn't give a quarter. We're not going to do it now. So fuck you. Go hide somewhere else. But 
it is the, basically the same thing. They're going to call you a domestic terrorist if you have that flag above your house. Um, I have both of those flags above my house, so I'm really fucked. I'm a super domestic terrorist, apparently. MAGA domestic terrorist. Somebody else get a title like that. I'll tell you what, that'll be impressive. So either way, like I said, so that's the deal with the flags. Uh, there's a couple, there's a freedom flag. That was the one that I thought it was at first, which is the only difference in a freedom flag is the background is white behind the stars. The stars are black. And then the um, it's for like a yard stake kind of thing where all the stripes, uh, um, all the stripes go this way off the off the flag. So they're actually horizontal to the ground instead of vertical with the ground. That's the only difference between a yard, that one. And uh, that was the only other flag I found when I looked around for it. I can tell you all the different parts of a flag pole, but that's fucking boring. You don't want to hear that shit. That's a waste. But I mean, the rest of it, um, it's kind of interesting to read. I, I read about some old flags that are now destroyed or well, they are not destroyed. They're fucked up. But like, for instance, the battle of Fort Sumter, the flag is uh, so idea holy shit who knew i thought that shit was like on loan to like the smithsonian or in the smithsonian somewhere i didn't think they would take that and leave that at the actual battlefield but i guess why not and they have it down at the base of the flagpole apparently at fort sumter i had no idea holy shit learn something new every day look at that so either way um yeah craziness armbands 4.8k online fannies all right well either way i'm gonna get out of here folks and uh we will be back like i said tomorrow at 6 p.m tune in and uh we'll we'll see you then folks till then for mick and v lynn she's obviously not here we will uh we'll see you tomorrow talk to you tomorrow afternoon folks
looking for me well they know where to find me i'll be half drunk strapped up in a whitey i can show you if it's needed when you see it you'll believe it if you don't love it you can leave it michael jackson you can F-A-F-O, I teach you how this game go Different joints, same smoke Wake up, wear the same clothes Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class Got the music way up loud With a cigar in my mouth Fuck around and come find out How we do it in the South Ain't saying nothing but you running that mouth I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud I'm a son of the dirt South With a truck seat eye And he straight pipes loud Land of freedom, double barrels in case we need Man up, we'll sit your ass down. We done talking, fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom. Fuck a welfare, now I don't need Shotgun raised from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. Come around, here, sun running your mouth. You can fuck around and find out. You can fuck around and find Serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins, solvents, heavy metals, microbials, foreign matter. Get serious. Serious DVD.